Listen, we're live in this episode. We're talking straight up chat GPT. This is such a hot topic that, and fr frankly, I'm pretty sick of it because, oh, Mike's got the double volume going. I am so sick of hearing about chat GPT and I don't hate it either. I think it's decent. I like it. I I'm using it for something right now when it's up, when it's, it's down most of the time I try to use it. So I can't use it. But the thing is, most of the people that I hear talking to me about chat GPT, they have no plans of actually using it to make any money. Well, they have plans in their head, but they're not, they're not real, if that makes sense. So I'll give, I'll give you a perfect example. And obviously in this episode, we're going to get into the, we have five reasons why you're not going to be making any money with chat GPT. And I'll give you a perfect example of a text message I got this morning. Someone I let in our course, we have a whole section on finding suppliers and stuff like that. And he, um, he, you know, he always, he's always talking to me about chat GPT. And he's, I was like, are you making any money with chat GPT yet? And he's like, uh, I'm primary. He's like, it did, it did, did a decent job of giving me sauna drop shipping companies. When, that's not what? even what that's not even what you're supposed to do. We have a whole section in the course about how to find dropshipping suppliers, but I feel like this Chat GPT. It just, I don't know. I feel like once you become hooked into it, it doesn't let you go, and especially if you don't know how to wield it correctly, you're just wielding it incorrectly for hours on end. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, and. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into the five reasons why this specifically is not going to make you money. But it reminds me of the the old days of the Warrior Forum. And I know some people are, are too young to remember this. But we would go on the Warrior Forum and it would always be like cash money machine, push button, push button, bank account profits. Like stuff that basically if you do this, it's just going to spit money out. And I think people are taking the same approach to ChatGPT. They want it to just be a shortcut to making money in their business versus actually using it as just a, a complimentary tool towards uh, a, a goal they already have in mind and a goal that they can already achieve with their skill set. Right. You have to be able to achieve what you're going to achieve without chat GPT before it even becomes remotely useful. And then you have to know how to wield chat GPT in a way that it is going to be useful. So it, those two prerequisites, not a lot of people have those those two things going for them. In the yeah, first exactly. Place. Exactly. It was like we'll go back to the coloring book example from back in the day, where you know, Joe, you did you did quite well for yourself making some coloring books back when it was a a, a trending topic, and yeah. that you were exposed to coloring books kind of at the same time as everyone else, maybe a little bit before. But when you were exposed to it, you had all the skills in place. We were already doing Kindle. You had already done FBA. We had access to some different um, like review things. No, and what, ha what happened was we weren't really doing Kindle. What happened was I had done a bunch of FBA. So I was familiar with how to generate reviews on Amazon quickly. So what happened was I was using um, a certain software. I forgot what it was called at this point to generate Amazon reviews. And so when I figured out that you can make coloring books and I, I, you know, I didn't assume that the people that were doing, people that were doing this method 
they were just looking for a quick and easy way to make a few bucks online. But I knew that I could maybe combine this concept with getting reviews on my coloring books. And once I did that, I was ranking and banking pretty quickly because right. I so it, had knowledge of the two things. Yeah. It took the previous experience of doing FBA, having some knowledge of other tools that you could leverage and applying that to, you know, the, the kind of the, the shortcut methodology of, you know, making a coloring book and putting it out on Amazon. If you were just to kind of take that course, oh, this is how you make a coloring book. This is how you put it on Amazon. You probably wouldn't have done nearly as well because you didn't, you didn't go through all the bullshit of, you know, putting out your own FBA product and figuring out how to get reviews to it and figuring out how to do the product titles and all the descriptions and all that nonsense that comes with doing Amazon. And this is just one little example. So people want to take chat GPT and they want to use it for everything or just use it as some sort of bandaid to make money in their business when they have no idea how to actually make money in business. Right. I'll tell you right now, um, there's a lot of chit chat in our discord and we don't monitor all of these conversations. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff in some of the general chat that, you know, we'll chime in, but some of the things that people talk about and are doing, we don't necessarily think are good ideas when they talk about it amongst themselves. But there's a guy right now talking about, you know, just setting up Shopify flows with chat uh, GPT when there's just so many other things that you could be doing. There's so many other exactly. things that you could be doing without automation. And then you, you can start to apply the automation once you have like the good spot to apply it. But yeah, it's just, it's just crazy how people get hooked into these, uh, these tools. And, um, maybe we should start going over the five reasons now. Well, I'm, I'm making banners out of the reasons, but that wasn't even one that I had of what you just said. Like there's so many other things you could be doing. And, that's kind of a bit of what it comes down to is, well, actually I think number five kind of covers it, but yeah, there's so many other things you could be doing. There's so many other proven methodologies for how to make money. And everybody wants to trailblaze, trailblaze. Everybody thinks if they figure out that new thing, it's just going to, it's going to sell like gangbusters or they're going to, they're going to figure out, I don't know. the It's the unicorn idea, right? You're going to become yeah. the, startup you're gonna you know make a lot of money but in reality when you trailblaze a new idea there's a lot of issues that come with it and you need to have some sort of background experience to where when you're trailblazing you run into this issue okay i know how to fix this you run into another issue oh okay i know how to fix this until you clear that path and now you understand okay this is how you you know create a shortcut with chat gpt to make money yeah so we can get right into it, Joe. I have a. Uh... I, I want to pull up an article, actually, if that's all right, Mike. What do you think? Pull it up. So everyone knows what BuzzFeed is, and um, well, I don't know. Do, do do people know what BuzzFeed is? Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> apparently, a, a big thing going around is that BuzzFeed is going to use ChatGPT Creator OpenAI to help um, to help create quizzes and other content. Now, the thing is, is that BuzzFeed was already generating a lot of revenue before ChatGPT. And whether or not you like BuzzFeed or not, I don't really know much about it or, or go on it. I know it's probably geared towards like teenagers or something or young adults. But 
they already have the formula down. So they know when the artificial intelligence makes the quiz or the artificial intelligence makes this other thing, they're going to know, okay, this is something that's good or not good based on their past experiences. And they already have a system to, to feed into it. Exactly. Exactly. This is just one of the, the main points we're trying to get across. And this is actually reason number one for why chat, chat GPT is not going to make you money because you're only as good as the person giving the prompts. Yeah. And so who are you? You're, you're living in your mom's basement. You've never done an online business before. You, you don't understand what it's like to actually maintain and grow funds in your bank account, maintain and grow an asset. What are you possibly going to plug into chat and GPT that's going to give you uh, an output that's going to make you money versus BuzzFeed? They know exactly what types of articles they have to write to get clicks. They know their entire business model. They know, they know, they know what triggers people to come onto the website. They know everything. So now they can ask the right questions to the chat GPT. They can have it, you know, do the right quizzes, all these things, because they have a reference experience of what produces results. Right. Right. So, you know, I've seen, I've seen headlines around this, this topic, like Buzzfeed to replace its staff with chat GPT when that's really not the case. Mr. Peretti, it was, who's the CEO of Buzzfeed says he expects AI to assist in the creative process and enhance the company's content while humans play a role in providing ideas, cultural currency, and inspired prompts. He wrote in his memo. In 15 years, he wrote he expects AI to help create, personalize, and animate the content itself rather than just curate existing concept, content. So I don't know what he means by this 15 years thing, but right now it's just really an assistant. And I think time will tell with these companies how valuable it actually is versus just doing something yourself because it is quite a delicate balance. Right. And it, it depends on how, how skilled you are as at whatever you're doing. You know, we used to have writers that when we were in our, our Kindle, our Kindle days, we used to have, you had a writer that would spit out a 30,000 page book. How fast would she do it? I forgot. Oh man. Um, well, you might be thinking about what we were doing the, the 10,000 word books. Maybe like back in the day, like the, like the pre, uh, the glory days. Is that what you're talking about? I thought there was a woman in the UK that you had for a while that would just, yes. she could just So that was back in the day when we would do the shorter books. That was before like Amazon really did the suspensions and, you know, uh, made things different, but yeah, she would spit out like 10,000 word book, 15,000 word book in a day. Yeah. You know, so a book a day, I was just, I was just cranking them out. Right. So it's going to depend on how good you are at your job, if you will. And how you're going to compare to what it's going to take to use chat GPT for a, for a thing. Right. But that should also, you know, come with the caveat of, I knew exactly what to tell her to write about. Yeah. I was giving her the right tropes, uh, you know, the right plots, et cetera. And she was basically, she was writing fast. It wasn't the best quality probably, but my themes were on point. My covers were on point. Everything was on point aside from, you know, the quality of the writing being maybe a six out of 10 instead of an eight out of 10. So, right. So it worked out on top of, again, yeah, being able to put out a lot of content, which is kind of similar to what chat GPT could do. But this takes us to the next point. 
it's up to you to execute right. It's like right. you said, Joe. I don't, who who is this that said something about the sauna suppliers? Just a, a guy I know at jujitsu who's or who's working through the course. Oh, okay, okay. Right. So, even what did he ask Chad GPT to come up with a list of sauna suppliers for him? Okay. Even if Chat GPT gave him a great list of sauna suppliers, it's up to him to execute those properly, to to onboard them properly, to be able to sell them. There's so much more that happens after right. Chat GPT gives you the answer. Chat GPT is not going to make the phone call for you. It's not going to analyze that. Maybe you could ask it, <laughs> write me a script for how to uh, contact a high ticket drop shipping supplier. And I'm sure it would come up with something, but still, I don't think it's going to take someone to someone that from someone that couldn't do it before to someone that that's magic, like that could magically do things now. Right. Because Chad GPT isn't going to give you confidence in calling a supplier. Screw the script. Do you know how many times say like our cousin has called a supplier or just done something like so ridiculously outside of the realm of what you should do? And it worked just because he had complete confidence and that it was the right thing to do. A lot of times when like, it comes to that stuff. I've seen him on board a supplier <laughs> saying he was going to do like 10 million a month in sales for them. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what Chad GPT tells you to, to say. It's, it's all about how you say it. Number one, what if they don't answer the phone? Are you going to be persistent enough to call back or are you going to try finding another number so you can get in to talk to the friggin' secretary? It's like all these little things that are mental resistance that you got to learn how to do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that that's really, that's really the problem is that this thing can't provide options or it can't provide answers at every level of the process. You have to struggle. You have to go through hardship. You have to just get through these hurdles and that's how you, learn how to execute right yeah and i mean i am trying to use chat gpt now to launch a, a blog site not not going to be huge but i figure you know i can i can create a blog site that maybe can make just just based on this this thing i've come up with that chat gpt can generate maybe this site will be able to make 300 to 500 a month Maybe we could sell it for 30x, which mm. wouldn't be bad considering, you know, it's when ChatGPT is up, it's pretty easy to create it. But yeah. Why do you feel like um, it has a ceiling of 500 a month? Well, because I think what people were doing in the past, there's just only so many keywords, I guess, is the is the point within okay. the, the niche that it fit into this idea of, yeah. you know, you could plug ChatGPT into this. I mean, the thing that people may, maybe don't understand if they're doing drop shipping or they're not like plugged into the, the blogging world is that Google doesn't want you using AI for content. Well, their official stance on it so far is that they don't like how these, these sites have gone crazy with the AI and will basically put out tens of thousands of millions of pages to try and capture featured snippets. Mm -hmm. They said they claim they don't mind AI, but do I don't know if I believe, you know, I don't know if I believe them. I think they don't want using AI, but they will claim, you know, 
I don't really, no one really knows their, their true stance or intentions. They've penalized these big generated AI sites in the past because they're garbage. But yeah, how they, you know, what they're going to, like, I don't know. I'm not really sure how they're going to grade good AI content versus bad AI content. They can probably more than likely detect it. I mean, there's plenty of detection tools out there that are somewhat accurate. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if you're just going to be plugging things into chat GPT or any sort of AI writer and hoping that that's what's going to bring you to the moon, um, it's not going to happen. Like, right. I, yeah. It's not a blanket plug and play thing. You have to figure out ways, like if you're going to do AI content, you have to figure out how to do it in ways that won't upset, say, the AI, uh, like Google's won't be able to identify that it's AI or not. Right. Or they'll identify it as valuable in some way. I don't know. Right. Right. So you could you could use it to generate outlines or you can use it for different things like that. But again, it's up to you to, number one, know how to hire a writer that's going to do it properly or even give it the right prompts so that it gives you the right outline. And, you know, you are able to come up with something and execute something that has the best ability, the highest ability to rank as possible. Yeah. And I've tried to use it for some things that I thought it would be good at. And maybe I need to still play with, with the prompts a little bit, like coming up with like names for things. Like I tried to get it to come up with like a list of like a hundred different names and then I'll give it different scenarios. And it kind of just recycles the same names over and I don't know, I over and over again, but yeah, something I need to play with. But at the end of the day, like yeah, I don't I don't think it's got the creative the creativity truly built in there. It's good if you can give it a prompt that's formatted in a way where you can create a web page that is like useful from the way that it formats it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that leads us into our third reason here. That it's up to you to identify what's wrong inside your business. So let's say you got the dropshipping store, you've asked Chat GPT. You know, what's, what's, uh, what niche should I do? They say saunas. Okay. What are a list of sauna suppliers? Here you go. And you actually get things up and running and you start running ads and maybe you have results you don't like. Maybe, you know, you're, you're losing money on the store. Maybe, you know, maybe you're making a little bit of money. The question is, how do I fix those problems? And how do I, how do I grow the store? Are you going to ask chat GPT? What, what is wrong with this website? I feel like it has limitation on diagnosing and knowing how to fix issues inside your business because it's not inside your business. Right. And the other thing is, is, you know, I can identify certain, it's only really good at writing short things. And the one use case that we were, were talking about with it is having it write like Kindle books. And it's just, it's just not very good at it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just can't see it. You can, I guess, use it as some sort of aid, but I don't see it as being totally like more proficient than like an actual writer. And plus you'd have to know what kind of book you're writing about as we've already, as we've already discussed. Right. So even if, even if, if it can write a great book, if it can write a great Kindle book and maybe let's say you, you start from ground zero, you say, Hey, what is a, what is a good um, trope I could use? What's a good plot? Okay, here, write this book. Okay, here, format this book. If it took you from A to Z and 
allowed you to publish this book on Amazon and it still didn't work, you'd be even worse off because you didn't actually put in any of the energy and any of the effort to go through and understand these steps. You just asked it the question and you just let it give you the answer. Yeah. Versus when you actually do stuff yourself, you have a better understanding of the thing and it's easier to diagnose, okay, maybe my, my book didn't do so well because maybe some of these other books are, are longer. Maybe my email list isn't good. Maybe, you know, it's this factor or this factor. When you, you're, you're effectively taking yourself from inside your business, which some people say don't work in your business. But when you're just starting out, when you're just learning the thing, you need, you need to be in your business. That's what makes you competent. That's what actually gives you an edge over other big players in the industry, the Home Depot, the Wayfair, et cetera. If you're in your dropshipping store, you're the one running it. You're the one taking the calls. You understand stock. You understand, you know, you're going to be better on the phone. All these things are going to allow you to take sales from Home Depot, take sales from Wayfair. And if you're just shortcutting all those things with Chad GPT, you could be in the business, but you're not getting any of the good experience from being in the business. You're not going to be able to diagnose a problem when something actually goes wrong. Yeah. So I don't know. No one's watching. No one's commenting. They fly. I knew, show. I knew this. I knew this was going to happen when we, well, talk we should about use the dropshipping keyword for the uh, the video yeah. or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we should have getting dropshipping suppliers with Chat GPT. But <laughs> it's okay. Any event. Reason number four. Free advice is worthless. And this is a big problem I have with chat GPT. That There's it's no, advice. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say the problem with well, when you pay for advice, you're looking to, well, you're looking to get something from someone who has uncovered something that you can't find anywhere else. Or at least present it in a way where it's going to be different and easier to execute on than any anything else you could find for free. That's the whole reason you pay someone. And hopefully that's what they deliver. Right. But also when advice is free, you're just going to take it less seriously because you didn't – there was no there – was, there wasn't an exchange for it. Maybe you gave up some of your time. But if someone paid $10,000 to get this stream, they would be they'd, – they'd watch it a lot more intently. They would take the advice that we give a lot more seriously. Yeah. So it's the same thing with ChatGPT. It's free advice. It'll just spit out content for you. It'll just spit out, okay, here's an outline. Here's suppliers, et cetera. But you're actually devaluing. You're, you're devaluing what it's giving you because it didn't cost you anything and it cost you barely any – didn't cost you money and it, didn't, it barely cost you time. So when it says, hey, here's 10 dropshipping suppliers, you're probably going to be – like less willing to act on it than if you actually had to scrape the internet for three hours and find 20 good uh, sauna suppliers and be like, okay, I actually worked hard for the, I worked hard to gather this information. So now I'm going to actually act on it. Yeah. That's actually a pretty, that's actually a really good point. And the other thing that this makes me think of is if you're using chat GPT to give you the list of sauna suppliers versus scraping the internet for it, it 
kind of like what we were talking about with Raz, how when you're manually uploading all your products, you're really developing a relationship with whatever it is you're doing, and you're gaining a lot more in-depth knowledge on the thing that you're doing. So if you're looking for sauna suppliers, you're going to get going to get a feel of the industry just in that initial first sweep. You're going to see, oh, this store sells this brand. This brand is only sold by this store, blah, 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 blah. And you're going to have a much better like overview of what's going on within the sauna industry. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to have an impact when you call these people and you talk to them because you're going to have a more genuine understanding of the industry. You're going to be more confident because of that. And they're going to say, oh, this isn't just some schmuck that gave us a call. He actually, he actually understands what we're doing. And it's these little things that will actually get you in with a supplier versus them telling you to go screw off. Yeah. See, Mike, can I tell you something? Yeah. I feel like we've arrived at an excellent um, analysis with this one. But I feel like we could have made this like a five-minute video if we had it concisely uh, planned beforehand. Well, the concise planning is uh, is our downfall. Maybe we should have used ChatGPT. <laughs> we should have asked ChatGPT for five reasons why uh, it won't make you money. Yeah, we should have. Maybe but, we did. I mean, screw it. We'll trim this down into a five-second video. Whatever. 50-second video. And then the people can they can digest it like that. But yeah, I mean, versus I, I'd rather just come here and do this and just you know spitball because it, it's free content versus having to spend hours and plan out a video and then the same people are gonna have watch it anyway. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? John Francis says, shout out Emperor Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, that's, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> all our friends watch. That's all that matters. But it's okay. Anyway, fifth reason. It takes more time to ask it the questions than just figuring it out yourself. I don't understand this reason, Mike. How, how, why, how does it take more time to ask the question? You, this is a quote I took from you. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's phrased a little bit differently. So, yeah, I don't know what I meant by this, actually. I, I guess it, I think it depends on the question. Like if I asked ChatGPT to come up with uh, 100 species of flowers and their colors and their scientific names, it's going to do that a lot faster than I could do it themselves. I meant it takes more time to figure out the right question to ask it versus just doing the thing yourself and this is not in every case right if you already know okay what's well, 100 species of flowers and you know blah 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 blah, then it, it'll spit that right out but there's many use cases where you try and ask it something maybe it doesn't give you the right answer and you know maybe you're, tr you're trying to figure out okay now how do i put this in right and then you're trying to dig with chat gpt towards an answer when you could have just spent the time and just figured out how to do it yourself. Like with the Shopify flow stuff, what could chat GPT tell you about Shopify flow that you're actually going to go and you're going to implement it versus just going into Shopify flow and just figuring it out yourself. Right. Yeah, man, I thought I had a, I thought that was a good thing I had going last night when I made 
when I wrote that out or wrote some version of that out. But I mean, I've I, seen I you say this frustration working on working on one of our uh, our AI projects. Yeah, but our AI project is going smooth well, right now. That's a different story. Yeah. ChatGPT isn't that involved in our AI project. ChatGPT is not involved in the AI project, but you were but but I, were I trying will to use it. You were trying to use it to get it involved, and you're like, this is stupid. I could just I'm just wasting time doing this. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Right. Yeah, no, there has been times. Yeah, well, that's what I was like coming up with the names. Yeah, there was stuff where I was just trying to come up with the prompts to ask it to spit me out like a unique list of names for things, and it wouldn't do it. Like it, it just kept repeating the same thing over and over again. And like for example, I was trying to find like um, like dog names that start with C, and it kept giving me a bunch of C names and then a bunch of D names. I'm like, no, only give me the C names. And <laughs> then it kept gave me like more C names and then some more D names. But then, and then it went down. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it goes down. You never know when the tool is going to be working or when it's not going to be working. I mean, I am going to probably spring for the uh, paid version when it comes out. <laughs> after all this complaining about it, but I because I do have some, some, some really nice uh, SEO use cases for it now. I think, but it's all about finding where there's like gaps of information on the internet in a way where chat GPT can present it and that your post can rank. And it's not really like you're generating a bunch of like human looking written AI content, but like say you were looking up, up like, um, like the scientific names of certain species of like, uh, like insects or something. And like, a, like some sort of breakdown of it's really, you, you can use it a lot to present facts about information that it already knows if you like prompt it in the right way. I think that's that's the possible um, use case scenario. And that's why I might spring for the paid version. Right, and we should spring for the paid version. But the point is that the people that watch us and the people that I think want to exploit ChatGPT as a way for them to make money quicker, it's going to take them actually longer to make money. Yes, and that was the big, that's the big takeaway. What I think what we were trying to portray in this in this whole episode is that if you're not getting a level of income right now that you want to be getting stay away from chat gpt or if you haven't had success with something where you see a direct path where you're going to put this into chat gpt you're going to do this and it's going to allow you to put more online assets into orbit or just do anything like that like make sure that you're already successful at what you're doing yeah, and maybe I could rephrase this number five here as that. Like, it's going to take you longer to try and make money using ChatGPT. Trying to just, you know, forcing yourself to use ChatGPT to make money versus just doing it the old-fashioned way. Because you're going to run into all these obstacles and you're not going to know how to handle them. Yeah, yeah. And since we've done things the old-fashioned way for so long, now we we know how to ask it the right questions. We know if there's an issue how to overcome it. We know, you know, what could have been, what was Chad GPT's fault? What was our fault? And therefore it becomes a useful tool. We know how to wield it. My friend said, <laughs> yeah, my friend said something to me this morning. He's, he's been using Chad GPT a lot. He does like, um, like, co um, 
like QA for like coding stuff. So he like tries to identify problems with with code and see you know how to fix it. And he works for a, like a pretty big website in the adult industry. Well, they said it, it like passed the bar, right? It passed yeah. a MBA exam, medical exam, all this shit. Yeah, he's just saying he he says he said I feel like I'm slowly becoming a slave to it, but it's mad dumb. There's so many times when I would have had better luck with Google, but he, I appreciate I appreciate the way that it structures things. Right. So he's not happy with the information that he's getting from it, but it structures it in such a way where it's like I don't have to go through Google and GitHub and like read all this stuff. Right. But also, you have to consider that he's already put in probably tens of thousands of hours into coding. And so he has a better ability to decipher what's good information, what he has to actually like re-ask yeah. it, all these things versus he's not, you can't become an expert coder overnight just by asking chat GPT. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's kind of the big point. What I would actually rather see is mycelium GPT. As John Francis says, if you can't find the answer to something, you're better off going into the woods and taking a heroic dose of mushrooms and having the answer come to you that way. <laughs> That's the original chat GPT. You got to contact freaking entities to figure out what's going on. All right, listen. So we talk a little bit about our AI project. What else we have to talk about? We don't got to talk about anything. I mean, we, we can cut it off. We can... Uh, I don't know if you want to reveal that information just yet, Joe. No, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to reveal too much about it, but I feel like it's really something special. I think we got to hold it close to our. Uh, what's what's the word? What's the uh, the phrase there? Chest. I wanted to say breast, but yeah, vest <laughs> is a uh, yeah close to the vest. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it's it's pretty. Like, I feel like we're finally using AI in a way. I don't really see anyone else doing it this way. I don't I would be surprised if anyone else is doing exactly what we're doing here. But using it in a way to create lots of unique and original content. And we're able to publish, I would say, like five to ten high quality WordPress posts per day. Yeah. is all managed by like a $4 an hour VA. And yeah, that we had our other friend kind of write a script that feeds an AI. So we're limited by the amount of prompts you could feed an AI for the, this particular AI that we're using. So we had our friend who's partnered with us on the project write a script and he's got a computer running kind of all day based on the keywords that we give him to, to kind of create the content for whole thing right i think all will be revealed in time but if people actually want to see stuff that we've done they can go to build slash class and see actual products we've curated sold advertised ourselves in order to make money create a profitable store and then sell these stores and joe we, we've done it the old-fashioned way so at this point we're we're allowed to use ai <laughs> Is that, is that the, the thing like uh, an annoying parent would say? So I get to do it because I'm the adult. 
<laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, I don't think you're supposed to do that too much. To your kid? Yeah. Well, we certainly do that to our... To our students? To our students and to our viewers, right? Because yeah. if you're an infant in the online asset building world, it, I'm of the opinion you need to do things a certain way. You need to follow a course step-by-step. Step. You're going to go through struggle with the course. You're going to go through struggle executing and implementing it based on your current level of knowledge. And the only way you're going to get to success is just by kind of gritting your teeth and pushing through these issues, figuring out what you've done wrong, how to fix it. And then eventually something's going to work. You're going to have some level of success. And then you need to double down on that level of success. And then that's that's the entire process right there. More issues come up. You grit your teeth. You figure out how to fix them. More solutions are identified. You double down on what works. And you just keep going. Yeah. And it's it's way less grueling than having a regular job. That it is. That it is. It's just I haven't had hype. Very few are the days when I have grueling days of, of work nowadays. This is it. This is the but, main grueling. Uh... Now, the accounting gets kind of grueling, which um, is that it just feels like as soon as it ends, it ramps up right again. But it also it feels better to gruel over something that is of your own creation versus grueling over somebody else's uh, project. Yeah, when I was at my regular job, the mental effort I put in, like, got just got substantially lower by the day. It was more like, all right, I got to be here for these eight or nine hours. What's the least I could get away with? To where I'm yep. still looking like I'm doing a lot. Yeah, that that's exactly how I approached it too, because I knew that if I'm I'm giving this energy away, and where is it going? Who's benefiting from this? Not me. Maybe I should have had a sales job. I could have got rewarded for that extra um, extra effort. But yeah, well, when I when I waited tables, I was I, I put in the extra effort a lot actually. Yeah, there needs to be some incentive. I mean, some people are incentivized by the fact that they may get a promotion in in three years, and you know, maybe in thirty years they'll be high up in the company and and all that, but. That's a big vision to dedicate yourself towards versus like, I don't know, within like five years. I mean, we've pretty much, uh, I don't know, you're, you're, you're coming to us from a different location, Joe. You're, you're at your summer house in friggin' uh, Montreal, <laughs> wherever the hell you are. You got 10 houses. And, you know, we've only, been, we've only been doing this for like a couple years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Seems pretty good to me. So if you want to learn how to build a seven-figure online asset portfolio, just go to buildassetsonline.com slash class. It's free. It's free. So you yep. may not take it seriously, but it's there for you. You can entertain yourself with it. Yep. Waylon says, it sounds like they're using it like a fork and knife to eat a Snickers. That's funny because that's the, the old commercial, right? The old Snickers commercial? I'm not familiar. Oh wait, no, that's a that's a Seinfeld episode. 
Isn't it? But he eats their uh, their candy bars with a fork and knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jerry or George's girlfriend they they eat their candy bars with a fork and knife, and then like ev- and then I think everyone starts doing it. Yeah. So that's a metaphor for what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Snicker. It's the name of a. Uh, it's the name of an episode. The Snickers oh, bar. Yeah. The Snickers bar. Well, Joe, I said let's cut it off here. Yeah, let's cut it off here, Mike. No 40 solid minutes. Got nothing else to say. You know, it's not drop shipping, so people aren't uh, asking us, you know, what niche they should pick. So nothing else to be said. Go to buildassetsonline.com slash class, free web class. See uh, how to get assets into orbit. Joe, we got so many in orbit right now. I could barely see. I could barely see the night sky. (laughs) So that's right. That's it, guys. Thanks for coming out. Until next time, take it easy.